Hi, we're Harder Brunch. We're Harder Brunch. And we're super excited to tell you about our adult summer camp this August 25th, 26th, and 27th. Wow. We're going to be doing a full three-day festival, and we want you to be a part of it. Let's go. It's going to be amazing. We got all your favorite comedians. We got headliners Brent Terhune and Gwen Sunkel on board. Okay. We're going to have musical acts by Clint Breeze, House of Wolves, The Tubbles. Dang. And all weekend is going to be all-inclusive. Wait, all-inclusive? That's right. One ticket price, all weekend long, gets you into everything. We're going to be bringing back all of the favorite summer camp activities you remember as a kid. We're going to be doing swimming, archery, handicrafts, canoes. Wow. All weekend long, all-inclusive. That's not even financially smart. Well, that's what we're doing. Get your tickets today at eventbrite.com, and we'll see you there. I guess we'll see you there. Welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me is always my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Woo! On the ones, the twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce, boss of Indianapolis, and the last broke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan, everybody. Hey there. <laughs> oh. Two very special guests with us in studios, Chef Andrew Whitmore and Chef Craig Baker from Chef's Night Off. How are we doing, gentlemen? Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you for oh being on. Gosh. Andrew, you've... you've <laughs> You've been on the... I will probably answer for me and Craig Okay, today, so. all right, all right. It's like Penn and Teller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, a real... I, I think oh. we have to change the TV because I'm like mesmerized. Mm. Testing. The, the clownfish. Yeah. It is... Uh, Comedian fish. <laughs> fish. Uh, well, before we get started, um, we are sponsored by Upland Brewery, and uh, Upland Brewery is also sponsoring our... 2023 adult summer camp hey. happening this August 25th, 26th, and 27th. Beautiful uh, Brown County, Indiana. Hit that song, baby. Oh, there's a new song. DJ nope. Well, hey. <laughs> <sighs> I was concerned if that was the song. <laughs> Sounded like a goat chance. What did well, I just hit? Doggone it. That is part of the song. <laughs> I, it's just that, the last part of it. This is what you sent me. No, I mean, it's what Casey sent you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> huh? Well, it's, you know, it's all we right. We got the all inclusive it part, though. We got party all right, that hurts. And that's it. That's as it. Art, no, you know, as an artist, did it come in play the, just the last half of the song? Did it come in backwards? I like parts of it. I don't <laughs> care what you like at this point. I mean, you're the one who exported it, so. <laughs> I didn't, ex well, you know what? Obviously, I didn't hear it. Anyways, guys, we got a harder brunch summer camp coming, <laughs> and it's going to be organized. <laughs> it's going to be so good. You won't believe how much of camp you'll get. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all You'll get that. the end, then followed by the middle. <laughs> Did we have the other harder brunch soundtrack? No, I replaced it with that one. <laughs> oh, no. So it's, it's all oops. Uh, oops, all loops. <laughs> Well, uh, gosh, that hurts. Anyway, uh, tickets are on sale now at eventbrite.com. Uh, it felt like getting out of a pool cold, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, oh, the guys, I swear this doesn't happen usually. This is usually the first my nipples time are loose. It's ever happened to me. Uh, you guys are here promoting Chef's Night Off, which is an amazing event. You're bringing it back. And I have to say that uh, part of Harder Brunch was inspired by Chef's Night Off. Of the fact that, like, um, I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to bring um, service industry people on to the program that weren't always the people that were getting written about. I was like, I know a lot of people in the industry that are like just grinders, just little kitchen soldiers, 
and I was like, I want to, I want to talk to these people, see what makes them tick, cook a brunch for them. And then it never in my wildest dreams did I think that like I would slowly be recruiting people into this cult and that uh, all these people would like to come and cook. And now it's just like a justice league. I, I, I was like, I was like, today was like a justice league of all my friends that could cook, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, and it's, it's so much fun. And I feel like it's like the, we did the kind of a brunch version of chef's night off for you. It was like, that was the, the theme, but uh, do you, would you guys like to kind of describe chef's night off to the people? Yeah, certainly. Um, so I started back in 2014 um, with a ex-partner of mine. And uh, we just really had the goal to really bring people together in the restaurant scene. And um, like we, we, I at the time was a line cook at Bluebeard. I was like the lead line cook there. Um, and I always had good ideas for dishes and stuff. And sometimes they'd make on the menu, but sometimes they didn't. But I also saw other line cooks there that also had really great ideas. And I thought that would be a really great idea to like bring people together that maybe didn't normally get their name out there and to be able to create a dish for a night for a tasting menu and work together to mm. create a kind of a cohesive menu for that night. Um and so our first one in 2014 was with uh, was at Thunderbird, where I at then at the time I had become the head chef of Thunderbird, and it was uh, myself with two baby chefs, John Brooks and uh, Carlos Salazar. Um, John hadn't even opened Milk Tooth yet, and uh, Carlos I think was just starting Rook. So it was just like three kind of kind of like babies in the restaurant scene really like up and comers up and comers and it just kind of and that first one amazing enough sold out and it just took off from there like we don't think we ever had one that didn't sell out and it just got bigger and bigger Mm. um and we just utilized so many people in the city um and craig being craig cooked many hosted many and it was just so great to see like a community get together uh, the food community get together and like really want to participate um and then I moved away and uh, I moved away for about five years into Chicago and Vegas. And when I moved back, it's post COVID and it just kind of felt like there was a little disconnect in that. And I mean, it's understandable. Like sure. people were just trying to keep their businesses afloat and everything, but it kind of felt like there was a disconnect of like that community and really wanted to do things together. Um, and even if, even if there was things that felt a little like clicky, like the same people were doing the, doing stuff together um it took me a while but i because i you know took manager jobs and stuff and i was always busy and i'm i'm just currently doing i'm doing my serving job and um i have a lot of free time so i was like yeah it seems like the perfect time to try to bring this back and um and my ex-partner is kind of out of the scene now so i talked to craig because him and i have collaborated on many many things and i thought he'd be a perfect partner for it and I would kind of take over that front of house role and um, Craig would continue with the, the kitchen role that I used to do in Sino. And, um, you know, we got our first one already sold out, which is great. And we're already uh, working on our next one. We've got a location, a couple of people locked up for it. So that's awesome. How often are you going to be doing them? Um, this year, we're just, we're going to do, uh, we got the one in July. We're going to do one in September and then one in um, October. And then, uh, next year, next year we're gonna try to really push for once a month and nice. just really make it a standard thing that you know you can go to every every month in the year and have something new and something different and unique in the city. It's got to be nice to be already sold out. It is no, I mean, I and, and honestly, like I'm thinking back, like it feels like this is probably like one of the fastest like selling ones that that we've ever. I mean, in the whole history, it, yeah. I don't, I don't ever remember it like going less than a month this i mean like let alone like three weeks and it was a very weird like it was we got once we announced and put it out there we got to like like we're first dinners 90 tickets we got to um 31 and it just kind of like stalled for a minute Mm. and i was like and i i I'm a constant like worry, yeah. worry freak oh, so same. i'm like like oh no we're 50 days away <laughs> we're not sold out and uh just a couple weeks ago we, uh, myself, Craig, all the chefs, we did like a pretty major like social media blitz and 
within that four days, all 90 tickets were gone. Nice. Um, but uh, that's, I did want to say that um, kind of like a special for the uh, Heart of Brunch podcast. Um, once this airs, uh, right about an hour after this is available online, they're gonna, there will be 10 more tickets available to the first dinner at Milk Tooth. What? So, hey, look at that. And, yeah. and do you want to go to that? Yeah, I definitely want to go. Me too. Can we? Get- <laughs> <laughs> we we need workers. So <laughs> I love working. So you, yeah, that, that sounds great. I thought we were gonna like jump on each other's shoulders in a trench coat situation. <laughs> yeah. like- we're just a very tall. I would actually accept that as, <laughs> as a one ticket. <laughs> Uh, we could just be like the uh, entertainment in the back, yeah. and that whatever you choose, <laughs> we'll do. Uh, now, Craig, we've never we've never spoken to you before. This is your first time on the program. Now, you're a person who uh, somehow I've never met, but everyone that I know knows you. <laughs> the whole city knows you. You're uh, uh, very well respected, very well widely known. Uh, can you kind of give just like a brief history of like kind of your background? No comment. Okay. <laughs> there it is. I like it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I moved here uh, from Portland in 2005. Okay. And um, why Indiana? Uh, I was, I have children and mm. it was like equidistant between my family in North Carolina mm. and my wife's family in Pennsylvania. Um, <clears throat> and I knew one person here and he's also a chef. He worked for me and, um, Tyler Harold, I don't know if anyone knows him. Um, Tyler was like the corporate chef for Patashu for over a decade. Mm. Okay. Um, he now uh, transitioned. He's the chef for U.S. Foods. He travels okay. around like Midwest or whatever. U.S. Foods? Yeah, a distributor. Um, yeah, he loves it. But um, he was the only person I knew here. Um, I would fly into town <laughs> to help him. Um for events or whatever. And, uh, I always came in on like broad ripple art fair weekend or Penrod or whatever. I didn't realize that that didn't happen every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yet. You're like, <laughs> Indi- uh, Indianapolis is popping. But, um, I think, it's, you know, Indy's come a long way in the last 15 years. Absolutely. And, um, to Andrew's point, like, um, coming out of the pandemic, we, I thought we had a really good food scene going into the pandemic. And then, um, just to add on to this a little bit, like during COVID, everyone le- like a lot of the sous chefs left. Mm-hmm. And so now like, I think that CNO and, and what you all are doing, right. Is a good way to develop that next tier of chefs, mm-hmm. um, and get people to transition from line cooks to sous chefs and get notoriety in because, um, at some point, you know, like there's, I think there's like three tiers of chefs in Indy, right. By, mm-hmm. By age, you know, and I like to think that I'm on the lower end, but I'm getting to the upper end. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like uh, we need people to fill in that, right? Like what's the next independent restaurant boom? Like who's that going to be? And so I think this, these kinds of things and what y'all are doing are like how we're going to get there. Um, but anyway, that's, I totally went off my question. Well, no, one me. meat cake, uh, championship at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and like you guys were sitting up there eating at the table and then I watch you guys form a team and you guys are going to participate right. in the next meat cake. Is this a, this is a formal announcement right here. This is formal. Oh yeah. There's no backing out now. Put, putting okay. on this wax. Is, yeah. If you, you say it on you're, wax. You're in the matrix. No, I mean, I, I, that's the thing is I've, I've known Craig for, I don't know, probably 10 plus years. Um, he, I mean, I, I consider him my best friend in the, the culinary world for sure. I mean, he'd be my best friend, but my best friend I've known since preschool. So it's kind of hard to like top <laughs> that, but, uh, in the culinary world for sure. Like anytime I have anything I need to cook or like need help at, like he's always there. And, uh, so I couldn't think of anybody else to like do this with. And I've always wanted to be part of meat cake. And we started talking about it and like, yeah, well, let's just, let's just team up. Cause you guys said you wanted to maybe do teams here. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Jello. <laughs> Jello is going to be our theme. Just meat Jello. It's going to be meat Jello. Ooh. It'd be all like, yeah. Green, yellow, you name it. Or yeah. yeah. I'm very I'm very excited. I know it's it seems unhinged to talk about a, a February event now, but uh 
we do- we've doubled this. We started off where it was just we made three giant cakes in the house, and it was like there's seven of us. What are we doing? And then the next year we had like what about sixty people? Yeah, yeah. We actually sold tickets and put it in a venue and. and the fact of the matter that other people got into it and bought into like the premise of it, cause it's fucking weird, you know, <laughs> like we make a giant wedding cakes out of meat, you know, like even people that consider themselves foodies, it's divisive, you know, <laughs> and anyone that's a vegan hates it, you know, <laughs> they're not into it. Uh, but then uh, this year we doubled from the, the second year and then um, Thad actually really took it off because Thad's the only person that's not doesn't have a culinary background on the show. Don't tell them that. But he, <laughs> <laughs> he can burn water, let me tell you. After after this morning's brunch, I wouldn't know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, he's he's the he's the host with the most. He is he's our front of the house. He's our hospitality guy. And um, this say he hosted the first year, did a terrific job, but this year he like took it up a notch and basically turned it into like carnival. You know, there was dancing, there was I do. shirtless beefcake, meat cake, beefcake men walking around. That's there there was, there was a, there was a very um, festive atmosphere into it. And then uh, that's when I realized what meat cakes is. I was like, Oh, it's a full like art experience. So I want to, I want to get some other artists involved this year and I want to have visual arts and music there's gonna be dancers next year all kinds of crazy stuff happening Talking ballet so like you can experience other forms of art in between sampling of the meat cakes and stuff like that so uh very excited um i have a venue lined up i can't announce it yet but if it if it all comes out it's going to be really cool and oh, if I you guys are on a team, because I, I had the idea for teams, and I Zach and Bridget were teasing me. They they thought that I just didn't want to lose again, but I was like, no, no, this teams is really where it's at. Uh, what do you think about what he's saying about the teams? You think he just doesn't want to lose? Well, I mean, I know that's part of it. That's a huge <laughs> um, part of it. Yeah, that's a huge part of he's it. He's never won. Yeah, he's never won. He, he he's come in exclusively last. Always. Always. Um, I mean, not there was no last place this year. You know, there was just nothing. no. There was. Was there? <laughs> Actually, and I, I always have to stand up for you on this. This this year, you got like third. Thank you. And Thank everybody you. said they liked your taste. <laughs> like you and Gomez had some of the best tasting food. Uh, there's oh, this is in previous years. Uh, meat cakes oh, on here. That's Bridget's. Um, Chef Haran. Yeah. So I anyway. still like the idea that you're forcing her into a team. For yeah. harder run, she's excited. She's putting all an all female team chef team together. She's into it. Pots and pans. So I, I like the idea of either you can it can either be a business or you could just have. Uh, it doesn't have to be a business, but it could be a business or it could just be a team. What do you say? Teams of three, no more than three. We never right. talked about it. Sure, that sounds great. <laughs> That's I was going to say no more than sixteen. <laughs> no more than sixteen. I was meeting to make this a meat cake planning uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. meeting. No, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Did it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, uh, it's time for the smoking goose brunch breakdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are sponsored by Smoking Goose. You can check them out. Four hundred seven Dormant Street. Um, our brunch breakdown today uh, was very excited. Typically, uh, Zach and I just split uh, the duties, but uh, we wanted to um, pay homage to Chef's Night Off by having you know some different talented people come in and, and, and making a dish. And uh, some of my favorite people in the world uh, helped out this week. It was very excited. Uh, so uh, Chef uh, Les was someone that I went to culinary school with, and we took different divulging paths right after culinary school i immediately opened a food truck which is what they tell you not to do in culinary school like, don't, you prove them wrong don't yeah. <laughs> i proved something that's for sure look at you now <laughs> yeah look at me now <laughs> don't have that food truck anymore <laughs> oops my bad uh, I just bought one. <laughs> I mean, I, not just me, just, yeah. but Justin Miller and I just bought one. So we have a truck that is not yet outfitted to be a food truck. Okay. We, we, our first step, you know, yeah. in, the, in the downward spiral of the truck saga. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trigger a flashback here. <laughs> but I may want to have a couple conversations and pick your brain on sure. what to do and what not to oh, do. Oh, I have lots of not what, to, what not <laughs> to do. I'm going to whole whole glossary of what not to do. Uh, but no, uh, but Les went and he went and he uh, sous chefed at like 
every place imaginable and just soaked up a lot of that experience. And now he like tests biscuits. He has a very odd job. He does chemical testing for biscuits. Is that what he said he did last time? There's muffins. Muffins. He's the muffin man. He had a muffin laboratory. Um, he had a whole machine. But the, yeah, to the test. Poke the, and prod them and stuff. Uh, but one of, one of the things about creative types is I feel like everyone's always itching to do something outside of what they normally do. So uh, uh, Les came on and uh, what, what what was his first course? It was it a was cinnamon roll. His his take on cinnamon rolls. But his take on cinnamon rolls, but it was, but it was pork, pork belly. Fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. pork, pork belly. <laughs> pork pork, pork belly fat. rolled up and. <laughs> pork Oh, that's bad. Big old slab of pork fat. <laughs> Don't tell him I'm not a culinary artist. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, yeah, no. Uh, from what he said, he had rolled the pork belly with the uh, the rub and the cinnamon and then, you know, smoked it for like six or eight hours or something like that. It was so good. It was very good. Cheesy and grits. Served up mm-hmm. on those perfectly cooked cheesy wow. grits. With the buttery, buttery cheesy grits. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Uh, it was amazing, but I also asked him to do the moose bouge. <laughs> and that's what he came up with. <laughs> so I, I love the fact that he was like, yeah, he goes, it's not really one bite, but uh, he can go first. And he's like, I hope there's something light going afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, lucky. Uh, uh, yes. What does that mean? Moose? It's usually moose? supposed to be like a, a one bite something to like get your palate like opened up it's, it's it's usually something from the chef to kind of either show you like their skill or show you kind of like what you can expect from the rest of the meal kind of thing but it's usually like something really small served on a spoon <laughs> that you can eat with one bite it's oh, usually it's basically a handshake yeah oh, okay like a food handshake like, a food handshake hey, welcome welcome and yeah. there's more coming yeah but I feel like he nailed it. If you're like given a handshake for harder brunch, right? It was, yeah, it was more it like was a, a family style amuse bouche. Like, that was, yeah. It was a family not, style handshake. That was not a handshake. Was, that was, was a chest a, bump. It, yeah, it was a <laughs> punch in the face. That's a punch. That's a bit aggressive. <laughs> Eat all this and have seconds. It's 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 really good, but it's also like that is yeah that is par for the course for like harder brunch. Like you're gonna eat too much food. You're gonna be uncomfortable by the end of it. Um, and then, um, Grace, uh, had her, it was a pork salad. So now she was cooking pork all day yesterday and posting pictures of it. And I was mad cause I was at work. So Grace brought over leftovers, <laughs> which is Jesus. always really nice. No, that's love. Like I liked it. I hope you like it. Uh, and she's like a, a great cook. <laughs> So she can bring over leftovers. (laughs) What? So the first course was pork fat. The second course was recycled pork salad. That's what it was, recycled pork salad. And it's better than you think. (laughs) It's better than you think. She did a a pig salad, which a spit-roasted pig, uh, dino kale, and baby romaine. Fennel and radish, cilantro, lime, and uh, pork lard uh, on the dressing. Did you, did you try it? I did. It was actually fan. It was it was fantastic. For leftovers, it was amazing. <laughs> Some of the best leftovers, best ever. leftovers I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I mean each leaf like had like a uh, like profound flavor, and I don't know how to describe it any more than that. Like because it didn't look like. <laughs> It was. I don't think flavorful. you should. I don't. It didn't yeah, look like it was flavorful because it was like he did so good. I think as synonyms go, profound is. <laughs> yeah, because well, there was no dressing on. It, uh, there was dressing, but it was <laughs> Here clear. We go. So it just looked like leaves and then some leftover pork. And then when you put <laughs> no, but when you put it in your mouth, you were like, oh my gosh, she's she's genius. <laughs> so uh, Grace does a lot of. <laughs> Uh, uh, like kind of pop up uh, dinners. She just did one uh, this past week, and it was like the whole thing was like medieval themed. And then like she d- she brings in other artists and like does these really cool like immersive kind of themed dinners. And it was like um, uh, I I didn't get to go, but our friend Gwen went, and I was like, send me pictures, tell me what's going on. And she's like, they're not giving us silverware, and I was like, I'm into it. <laughs> like, they're just like eating meat off of the bone, you know, like family style, like with no silverware. And I was like, I, I wish I would have been able to go to that. So Grace killed it. Um, and then the next dish was mine, which was um, my uh, eggs Benedict, 
on the uh, fondant potato. Um, What's fondant? It's the, the, the way that it's prepared. So it's like kind of braised together with like chicken stock and butter and all this oh, stuff okay. like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Thad came in this morning and I just had, I just had potatoes out. He goes, oh, just going to be serving raw potatoes today. I was like, there's other stuff to it. <laughs> like really phoning it in. Not even going to wash those potatoes off. Nope. Just giving them dirty potatoes. That's what they get. Uh, yeah, so it was really fun. And I always have to call myself out. Uh, I, I was so excited to do a hollandaise foam. And apparently I didn't realize that there was more than one size of <laughs> cartridge for the CO2. And I got the one for the BB guns <laughs> that I had to call Andrew in the middle of dinner. I was like, hey, can you come here and help? I can't make this work. He's like, I don't think this is the right size. <laughs> I was like, well, at least there's not seven chefs looking at me like I'm an asshole right now. <laughs> Zach, did you try any of that? Of what? With uh, Dyke made? Yeah, no. I mean, those potatoes were gorgeous. Yeah, like they really were. They were really, really darkly caramelized. Uh, no, it, it was all very good. It was all very good, even if there was no foam. Yeah. <laughs> Taste, it was good. And, and uh, it was probably one of the top 10 eye-pleasing things of the day. that you brought to the table. <laughs> Thank you. That's compliments always, like, they're like 50-50, you know? Like, <laughs> They give and they take. Listen, Thad does about as well with compliments as uh, Dyke does with holidays. <laughs> Wait a second. He didn't do holidays. <laughs> You're saying I'm not complimenting at all. Okay, whatever. Uh, and then Zach, you had the you had the next dish. Uh, I did a uh, breakfast pizza. I made a tomato bacon jam for the sauce. Uh, I had some blueberries, brie, camembert, white cheddar, and then some uh, smoking goose Genoa. Uh, salami now the pizza was phenomenal but let's give a little credit to the pizza oven i feel like the the pizza oven really the maker of the pizza oven no just the pizza oven (laughs) i mean you made it i'm not gonna lie like that pizza oven always makes better pizzas than i've ever made at any like like i've never worked at a place that had like a proper like stone you Mm -hmm. know like wood fired oven yeah but like you know in any bar that had like a pizza oven i mean that thing does way better like that's the best pizzas i've ever made off that thing so i think you're right home depot 50 bucks (laughs) you did it you made Uh, it by yourself from scratch i've never made anything and i made that pizza oven you should rebuild it for tiktok oh i don't know i mean (laughs) got it up once Except, yeah. now, except now it's like dangerously close to the inflatable hot tub. So I was very concerned. Hey, play it, calm it and inflatable, please. Oh, sorry. It's, it's dangerously close to the regular hot tub that we have. Well, it's not regular. Most of it's inflated still. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bridget Haran. Um, Wait, I want to say one more thing about yeah, that pizza. Okay. Uh, whatever that. Did you make that jam yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Because it's like, I don't want to say it seems store bought. It like. <laughs> <laughs> No, store bought isn't bad because I was like, because I was thinking like, where do Chefs I buy this jam? That. Where do I buy this jam? Is that's what I wanted? Yep. I was like, I wanted yep. it to be store bought, yep. but now I know it can't be recreated. It was no nope. awesome. Maybe you guys could have uh, thank you. Tad, Tastes just th- like store bought. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Thad could come and review the dishes for chefs. <laughs> well. If you ever jar that, Zach, you should put that on. <laughs> Tastes just like from the store. <laughs> Thad giving a thumbs up. Just like factories used to make. You, know, you got talent. You got talent. As good as the store. No, uh, I really like it. Uh, you always make uh, very interesting pizzas, like yeah. uh, inspired by the Ninja Turtles, you know. Of course. But they were getting real crazy there for a while. And then I feel like I feel like uh, the marshmallow pizza and the jelly beans. The marshmallow pizza was too close to the sun. It was a marshmallow pepperoni pizza. Um, my son wouldn't eat it. I was the only one who would eat it. And I was sick by the end of it. The jelly bean pizza wasn't too bad. Mm. That one was okay. But yeah, no, this one was much better today. I just put a picture of your, your kids in the kitchen crying. <laughs> You're trying you to will eat your jelly bean pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a therapy session yeah. in the future. Like, no, I told them, 
other kids would be fucking stoked about this. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't seem to care. <laughs> if you don't eat your jelly bean pizza, you're not going to grow. Yeah. Back in the 90s, we all wanted to eat these pizzas. <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I do have to say the pizza was, was really delicious. Probably my second second favorite of the day. So. Thank you. Um, and then the dessert was... Uh, I, I, I just want to... That was the jelly bean pizza for you. <laughs> oh, we got a picture of a pizza. No, but his wasn't like a just a dessert. It was a savory pizza with jelly beans. Yeah. Right? Like that. Like that right there. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah, that's that's really close to how it looked. Cheese and jelly beans. Oh, it's disgusting. Did you did you use like all like like black to like nail one flavor or did you go assorted across? No, the I board? used the assorted colored ones. <laughs> It was just like I got the for the marshmallow ones. I got the uh, it was Lucky Charms marshmallows. They were special editions, mm-hmm. so it was a multicolored. Uh, How travesty. about Skittles? I'd give it a go. Like <laughs> like a pineapple and Skittle pizza. I think we're there. Rainbow of flavor. Yep. <laughs> I one time I went out to a brunch and it was uh, Easter brunch, and they decided I don't know someone in the kitchen thought they'd be real fucking cute, and they put. Uh, uh, peeps on every dish to garnish it like the peep bunnies or the peep you know marshmallow peeps but like it wasn't like on like the rim of the plate it was in the middle of the food so i think i got like a, a like a beef manhattan <laughs> which is like a melting peep in the middle of it like someone Come got on. biscuits and gravy and it just i was just like who's the chef should be executed like, what do we do this isn't fun at all like unless like the like the expo guy was just like uh, feeling froggy that day and was like I'm just gonna put this on the way out. Yeah, I can't believe. Uh, but a dessert that was wonderful was what Bridget made for us today. Oh my god! And that was the uh, grilled peach uh, Bellini panna cotta. It was a pineapple sage grilled peach jam, vanilla panna cotta, and a sparkling wine jelly with pineapple sage and grilled peach garnish. I'd never had a wine jelly before, and I was like, this is wonderful. It was awesome. So good. We played peaches and cream uh, when it came out and when we were eating it. And I, I, we had some millennials that don't know that song. It made me feel really old. <laughs> when you said the peaches song, I thought you meant the President of the United States song. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the peaches, a good one, peaches too. Peaches for yeah. me. Like, that's... Yeah. And yeah, my peaches song. I don't and, know Justin yeah. Bieber. Or and like, now, and now Gen Z has the uh, the yeah. Bowser peaches song. So yeah. there's there's three different... Each generation, there's a new peaches song. Yeah. I feel like peaches are evergreen. Peaches never go out of style. <laughs> Except I feel like the presidents of the United States and the peaches and cream were actually around the same time. One was just the hip hop version. Yeah. Mm, know yeah. what I mean? Peaches and cream. What, what if they, maybe we could mash those two songs up together. Yeah. The, the, we'll try it. <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. This week on the After Brunch Podcast. Oh. Yeah, what like what, what happened? Dave pulled my pants down and he goes, What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> then he called me a monkey on a train and I was like, Wait, what's going on here? Join us at patreon.com slash harder brunch. And we're back. Um you had you had a. Uh, Something you wanted to share with us now? Oh, I, I, I wanted to share the full song. And, you know, this is like a dish. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might, it might get burnt. might be a little bit crispy in, in the middle where you don't want it to be. But What if this one's crispy, too? Who knows? Let's, let's try it.
You, you're right. It's that, that first half that really uh, <laughs> that really tees it up. You that know. was a song. <laughs> Is that on uh, Spotify? Can we find that? No, that's what we call a rough draft. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there were there, there's a lot of potential there. There are parts I like the the part about being around the campfire. I like that. Uh, you really hit that there was a summer camp. <laughs> I like that. The, and the all-inclusive nature. Yeah, and the all-inclusive nature. I think I heard that, summer camp. that 17 times. Um, so I guess there was an echo. That I, I don't guess. I, I heard it. Casey, did, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I feel like Thad's really been pushing a lot of the things off on Casey that have yeah. gone wrong. <laughs> Right. I, it was I a perfect song that I gave it to. It was perfect. It was perfect. You just threw it on the ground. I am, I am using Casey as a scapegoat yeah. in this, and I and I, I'm comfortable with that. That's what happened to my. <laughs> that's what happened to my Hollandaise sauce. I was like, it was yeah. perfect because I handed it to Casey for a second, and all of a sudden there was no foam. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so uh, Andrew, you were uh, you were telling us uh, who's on the lineup for the first Chef's Night Off? Yeah, so a great lineup. Um, First and foremost, because it's that milk tooth, we traditionally try to get like a chef or somebody like associated with the restaurant. Um, and with us bringing it back, I mean, we do try to focus on like people that don't usually get their name out there. Mm-hmm. But we're just coming back. We wanted to bring some big names to the table. So sure. uh, John Brooks, owner of milk tooth, never uh, heard of him. <laughs> owner of <laughs> owner of uh, Beholder, um, just wonderful chef in the city. Uh, going to be leading it off along with um uh, josh hoffman who really great friend of mine love him to death uh he's the chef out at a uh, saint check um and mm. then uh blake ellis uh chef at meridian hills golf club and then um what's well, country club yeah. yeah and then uh uh andy porter who's been around the city for forever uh worked in so many places he's actually in real estate now which is funny but uh him and blake actually do a little pop-up series called even steven and um, he just he adores cooking and just kind of wanted to come back out for a night and do a fun little dinner. So what I liked about this lineup was the diversity of beards. There was all different <laughs> kinds of beards that represented there. <laughs> Lengths. Yes. <laughs> fullness. All kinds of beards. Yes. Yes. No, the, the, there's some, some amazing chefs. And I, 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 I honestly, I, I think it makes sense. When you're bringing it back to go big, put some, you know, yeah. put some star power behind it. And then people come and they're like, because I mean, it's probably a split deck of like people that are like, oh, they're doing this up again. But you're going to be tapping into a, an audience of all new people. This is going to be their first experience with it. So, like, I think I've cooked six or seven. Um, and usually we try to put a couple. It's hard to play in. You don't know what kitchens you're walking into because mm-hmm. you're in a visiting restaurant, right? Yeah. So we usually try to put one or two chefs who have experience in being able to plate that kind of, mm. of, of and run service. Um, uh, you know, like when we did them at Plow and Anchor, our pass wasn't even as big as one of these tables. And you're mm. trying to knock out 70 plates in two turns. And yeah. it gets complicated. So you, you, no matter what, you have to have a few people to lead you know what i mean even if they're not like big names but they by their trade even that Mm -hmm. they know how to execute something like this yeah because um the (laughs) the worst thing you can do and um you know you you can't touch a plate 20 times yeah you know i mean you can you can (laughs) you can (laughs) um but like that's the that's like the kiss of death right Mm -hmm. like you have four chefs working together, which is also part of the experience, which is great. Yeah. Um, but they're all plating someone's dish and they're all working together. And if they have to touch that dish even eight times, then Andrew and I are going to be like, you guys are falling behind Mm -hmm. because when you have two seatings, the last thing you want is to have that second seating stand around staring at each other. So I think that like, um, yeah, it's good because you're people who are learning and they get to work together and they write the menu a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. we have no input or, you know, I mean, there was some, <laughs> some I mean, <laughs> somebody did beef, beef, heart, bread pudding and blood ice cream for dessert one time. I've heard about that so, since. I mean, uh, there's a reason. <laughs> especially, I mean, that definitely came when I wasn't part of the <laughs> ownership. And I, I, when I first started it, like I, 
I definitely met with the chefs and tried to like build like a cohesive like menu because I wanted to make sense for people. Like people mm-hmm. were spending their really good hard earned money to like and I I mean I, I remember going to one after I had moved away and came back and it was an all awful dinner and it was maybe the most horrible menu I've ever had in my life. And I was like, well, what's going on here? Um, and that's the thing is like, we, like, I want to bring it back to like where it is like a very cohesive menu and a very, um, collaborative menu. And, and, but it makes sense for like people buying tickets. Cause like it's, it, if you're spending, if you're spending money on something, like you want to like be able to like appreciate like, Time out. you, you said blood ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking rare ice cream. Oh, where it was something blood that's in our bodies, blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, I actually the ice cream was the best part. Okay, but what type of blood are we using? This it, is vampire ass. It was beef blood. Oh, okay, beef blood, yeah. not human. Was yeah. it was it cooked? Like was it was it red or was it like brown? It was like the color of that cup. Mm. Mm. Pink blood, pinkish. Yeah, it was, and that was like is that int- legal. Uh, yes. I think. <laughs> I don't know, like, because, like, because it's usually a surprise, right? All right. So yeah, that that I could see like taking out a date, and like this is gonna be great, and then she's like, "Blood, really?" <laughs> so I mean, I th- you're hitting on it though, right? It's like, it, it, this is also an outlet for us to demo stuff. Yeah. Like that, maybe I can't cook this in a restaurant. Yeah. Maybe, okay. And maybe I'm I can. Maybe I can run this and see if yeah. it works. Right. Welcome to Harder Brunch. But, but <laughs> Andrew, Andrew can Let's tell you that like, that I cooked the most disgusting thing in my life. And it was, what was that movie? Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, so I had uh, this, the, like, he had broken out these courses, and it was a, <laughs> it was supposed to be, like, repulsive. Was Yeah. And it was. I love that. <laughs> like, I floated an oyster in this, like, it was basically moonshine, and did it as a shooter, and, I, I mean, it put hair in my body in places I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was, but it was repulsive, like. It pickled. Yeah. It pickled the oyster. You could like watch the corners <laughs> start to curl. That's how much alcohol was in it. Oh wow! <clears throat> but I mean, th- there's a fine line, I guess, is what I'm getting at, right? Sure. Between it, it being edgy, yeah, and still being approachable and missing the mark. Mm, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And that's what I like to hear, though. You did say the ice cream was the best part, and if you could put something disgusting in front of someone and then make them love it. You've he didn't done. say it was good. He said it was the best part. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I like. I, I mean, I want to give credit. I don't know. I don't remember who the chef was, and I and I hope they forgive me for anything I've said disparagingly about this dish. But, oh no, I'm sure it was. Um, I mean, honestly, like uh, when I say it was the best part, like beef heart does not belong in bread pudding. Like there's no way <laughs> that's those things. Those two things just don't mix. Well, there's only I mean? one way to know, really, that night. You no, know, like I can. That was that did not work. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I ate everything. I'm like one of those people. I will eat everything you put on my plate. Yeah. Like, well, I tried today, but I mean, I like, I will eat like everything. I'll try it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've eaten some. I've eaten horse meat. I've eaten, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah. like You could could put a longer pause between you ate everything today here at Harder Brunch, and then (laughs) I've eaten horse meat before, so... That's what he kept saying. Like he, every time he took a bite, he's like, "Well, I've eaten horse meat," and he put it in his mouth. Better than horse. What's the most? I have to ask you this. What's the most illegal thing you've ever eaten or been a part of? Wow. Wow. Anything you'd like to incriminate yourself on this podcast? No, because I've always wanted to eat like bald eagle. Like you know what I'm saying? I wanted to eat something that like is kind of illegal. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess like. The only thing, I mean, I've never had anything illegal. I mean, I think, I mean, the one that probably has like the most like, ooh, how do you eat that? Is like foie gras. Like people, I, so for some reason, people What's have that? a have a bugaboo about foie gras, but I, I can't foie say gras. I've never had anything illegal. It's a fatty, it's a fatty goose liver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we ate a loose raccoon uh, a couple months ago. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I've eaten, I've eaten raccoon, mm-hmm. yep. possum, groundhog. 
I, and for some reason I was because Zach made it and it was good. It was it was really good. So my dad, I, I was looking for some. I was like, I was looking for some like game meats that weren't typical, like you know, just like elk or boar or something like that. And my dad calls me. He's like, I was over to farmers and I got you a raccoon. And I was like, that's perfect. I'll make a raccoon pot pie. And uh, you know, made it and everything. Didn't realize later that like he uh, beat it to death. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I asked him. I asked him how. I was like, "How'd you source that raccoon?" He's like, "Oh, my dad uh, clubbed it to death." And yeah. I was like, "Wait a second, this well, was I, just a loose raccoon." Yeah, it was just a loose. It was free range, is how we say so it. You're, you're yeah. supposed to catch him, and then you're supposed to feed him milk and water, or milk and bread, for like two weeks. Well, that didn't happen. Clear, like clear out their systems of mm. any impurities because they will oh. eat just about anything. Oh my! Well, gosh. the one thing was it was out in the country, so it wasn't in a city area right. where it would be getting in trash and stuff. So I do feel good about that. I just want to announce now I'm going to be changing partners for Chef Nut Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the September one is just going to be all horse meat themes. <laughs> Wait, you could leave, but I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. But, but it's, you're we're allowed to eat horse meat. You can buy like if you go on, uh, I can't remember the website. Horse, horse meat. I, like, horse meat. I'll say this: I've never seen a horse hunter before. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, no. what do you hunt? Like, uh, I, you hunt the horses. I, he said, tra uh, he said uh, traps for him. Of course, this is a horse trap. I think it was carrots, some apples. Yeah. Yeah, you run a them into really a gorge. big cage. You just go down to the track and Churchill Downs yeah. and wait for one to take a knee, and then you're like, got yeah. it. In the Kentucky Derby. You're saving from the glue factory. That's yeah. all you're doing. Oh, it's a bow and arrow season for horses. <laughs> I like I like the fact that you thought someone was out there hunting horses. <laughs> yeah. Hey, imagine how sad of a job that would be. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like horses. Most, most of the kills I get are do? actually pets. My dad was a horse hunter. His dad was a horse hunter. Everyone hated our family. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite parts from the office is they're talking about party ideas and one yes. of them is a horse hunt. Like that's <laughs> not even joking. Not to go backwards, but I mean, maybe we should, for meat cake, mm -hmm. have, like, a pin the tail on the donkey, but we could do it with, like, meat. Oh, okay. How's that work? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, Are you I'm saying, like, a real donkey? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say we make a meat cake out of horse meat, and I'm like, you can make it out of whatever meat you want to. Wait, wait, did someone said a real donkey? We can't, like... Put a what? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna try to stay playfully away from so, the actual animal cruelty. Yeah. So, anyways, back to chefs at all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you were talking about a partnership. That oh yeah. Had. So um, so we were talking earlier about like focusing on artisans and everything. And um, I found this really great uh, uh gardener at a playing field that's uh growing their own like succulents and things like that, and like really trying to perpetuate that like growing things and like owning plants and everything. And, um, uh, her name's, uh, uh, Montria Posey and she has a uh, business called, uh, uh, Saturday organics out of Plainfield. Nice. And so essentially what she's going to do is make centerpieces for all the tables at our milk tooth dinner and, uh, going to have them up for sale for the end of the dinner. So you can take something home at the end of the end of the dinner for, a souvenir or whatever mm, like that's dope. um yeah it's really fun like it and it's just like like i said like we're just trying to like help other businesses like like grow and and you know collaborate like we always want to do so um craig i wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh some of your history because you you do a lot of you have done a lot of like competitive cooking before right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was like, "This is a loaded question." No, 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 no. Yeah, just, just I, I was just interested to like because there is a difference. I feel like between the competitive cooking and the, the collaborative cooking, right? Sure. And uh, I wanted to know, just like <laughs> one, one is like he has a million words about raccoon meat, and like, yeah. No, I mean, like, so it's different uh, when you're cooking against them as versus with them. Is that like the yeah, opposite, or yeah? Because when you're cooking against them, <laughs> you want to dominate. And that was the great them. question. It's like it's like Conan, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, I want to. I'm not. I can't get the quote, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I, I've done I don't know how many cooking competitions, and and I like I, I mean 
they're fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one, you can't take yourself too serious. Like I just, <laughs> you guys would love this. I did a cooking competition, a chili competition for the Indiana State Chili Cookoff, and it was in Shelbyville, Indiana. And I was like, I am gonna dominate, right? Yeah. And I get down there, and there's like nine RVs in the parking lot, and it's a whole world. Oh like, yeah. These people are serious, and they. I don't know why they call it the Indiana State Chili Cookoff because no one was from Indiana. There was like four of us out of the twenty-two that were just all ringers. Yeah, and they're all. This is they what they do is retirees basically they just travel around and pick up purse money and win for cooking chili. Mm. So um, I had never made competition chili before because that's there's actually a thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I got my ass handed to me. What <laughs> What did you choose to put in it? Was it the horse meat? <laughs> no, uh, I use pork. Use pork. Yeah, but that might have where I went wrong. If, if <laughs> I, if I, but you know, like so, we, um, I do. Cindy Hawkins and I developed years over the years. Now we have a team Indiana, mm-hmm. and we're basically raising capital um, to send people to any, and it could be anyone. Like it doesn't. Like we have people that are quote unquote registered people of the team, but anybody could be a member of the team. It's, there's no like you just call and say, "Hey, I'm trying to go do." Um, there's a a, a duck gumbo cook off in Arkansas that mm. happens right after the Super Bowl, and it's like the Mardi Gras of cook offs. So instead of putting beads, they st- like stick st- bumper stickers on your butt. Okay. <laughs> And there's Uh-oh. and it's uh, who owns the Cowboys? Dallas, uh, Jimmy Jones, mm. Jimmy, whoever. So it's sponsored by the owner of the Cowboys and I nice. think Budweiser, right? And I was like, that would be so much fun just to go and experience it because it's like 200 teams that show up from all over the country to do this. And if someone said in Indiana, like they called us and said, "Hey, we need. Can you help subsidize this?" That's kind of like one thing that we do, and then we're taking on a bunch of others training high school like assisting and training high school students in culinary uh maybe uh like marcus daniel who's up in fort wayne he's the chef of joseph de he works with a nonprofit already where they take at-risk youth and teach him skills because that's how he got himself ahead in life oh awesome um so we're doing a bunch of other stuff like that but you know, like basically the competitions are our way for us to do our outreach to tell people about Indiana um, and how um, we've got real food here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually been thinking that I'm coming up on 20 years of being here and I was like, I should write a cookbook. Yeah. 20 years is a Hoosier. Yeah. Right. Like, mm. and you've seen the whole change. Yeah. But then I could like, I could get some horse meat dishes. Yeah. In yes, <laughs> let's go. If you if you make a horse milky meat raccoon, dish. <laughs> <laughs> milky <laughs> raccoon, his name was milky too. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, uh, Zach made a uh, kangaroo chili and it was phenomenal. No wait, that was raccoon. Yeah, no, no. The raccoon was the pot pie. Yeah, the raccoon was the pot pie. It oh. was yeah, it was rabbit and kangaroo and hops. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So it was triple hopped. Yeah, it was triple hopped. <laughs> <laughs> you set that joke up. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And he used like some like cherry, a cherry flavor in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which was it was like a cherry chili, cherry hop chili. Yeah, I it just, was I just it was, love all the random <laughs> canned meat things we're seeing on the screen. Like it's Can I ask what the theme of today was? The theme of today was we were basically trying to do our version of Chef's Night Off. It was Chef's Brunch Off was actually the theme. Oh, okay. And we, oh, okay. We, we were trying to recreate that by having some of some of our chefs cook different courses for them. We went way too deep in it. We thought it was like a sweet and savory because mm. uh, Zach did like a pizza with blueberries. Mm. He did a cinnamon roll pork fat. Uh, and then Grace did... Uh, I just I thought you remember that I just love pork and like it was all pork dishes like mm. it was like eh, yeah but no I I love I yeah I love that it was like yeah same thing yeah, like collaboration did. and just come up with dishes and we did these, really pork it up didn't we these, <laughs> it was a lot of pork these these are also all people that I like you know I I, I trust to give them the freedom to like do whatever so mm-hmm. it's just like yeah it's gonna be. Like I didn't ask anyone to turn in their homework. Oh, I didn't ask. I was like, just bring it. I know it's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Was it? 
It was. Were they all pork? Yeah, uh, besides for dessert, yeah, 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 it pork was all pork. Dish. But you know, it's it's also sometimes playing with the food restrictions. Too. Pork and peaches. Like we've we've got like, we did like a gluten free vegan one. Like and it was just like I feel like my I feel like Houdini. <laughs> like I feel like my hands are tied. I got a straight jacket on. Uh, but so sometimes it's fun to work within those parameters, and sometimes it's fun just to uh, go wild. Uh, what? Do you what do people have to look forward to? Because obviously this one sold out, but what do people have uh, to look forward to to like the next upcoming Chefs Night Offs? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like once once this episode goes live, we'll have ten more tickets available for sale. So um, you know, if you want to jump on it, I mean, I, I guarantee once they go on sale, they'll go out. But like if you hear it and uh, want to get on it, please do because it's a lot of fun. Tell That'd them Harder be- Brunch sent you. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, use harder brunch code <laughs> for no zero percent discount. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, we actually uh, just a couple nights ago, Craig and I locked up our second one at um the new uh, Brazilian place in Broderpool Nando's. Nice, uh, very excited for that. Um, we're uh, it's going to be September tenth, and uh just a little tease of who we have coming up uh i do have um aziz the chef at um at oh. anthony's he's going to be cooking he there just, he just cooked for our scotch and steak day yeah Fantastic. yeah it's right it's phenomenal uh so yes apropos and uh also one of the one of the bartenders from anthony's is also going to create a cocktail zach wilkes who is a bartender known in the city for oh, sure yeah. and also um uh kendall uh is cousin right or cousin sister i can't remember uh but she she actually like built the bar program there so it'll be like a little family family reunion for them um so yeah that's a little like sneak peek we'll probably probably day of day of chef's head off we'll put those tickets on sale for that uh but the yeah the next the first one's july 17th at milktooth and then september 10th will be the second one and we'll yeah like i said probably launch tickets on the day of that dinner um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and then, you know, just looking forward to trying to plan out October as well and figure out a place and chefs to cook at that. But, uh, we got a lot of interest. Um, it's, uh, I, I, we've already been talking about like future ideas of like things to do. We kind of like last night or a couple nights ago, having drinks at plumps, we were like talking about maybe doing a, like a brunch chef's night off at plumps, like, mm. which would be fun. Like, and just utilizing the whole kitchen and the back, back area. And, um, I, I, I really want to do a, um, Bluebeard reunion of all the like chefs I worked with, like that'd be awesome coming up and like some of the bartenders that work there. And, uh, I think it'd be a really fun time as well. So, I mean, we, you know, it's, you know, we got another, another at least one we have to plan this year and then it's going to be a lot of planning for the next year and a lot of work but i i'm excited to like be back in the scene and and doing this kind of thing because and i I know craig and i like have plans on doing some like larger events as well that we've been in the works with and um it's going to be nice to be able to like funnel some of those funds from shutting off to like make sure that happens so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, grab grab one of those 10 tickets while you still can. Uh, Zach, can you drop a beat for me there, sir? Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the program today. Uh, where could people f- follow Chef's Night Off? Um, the Instagram is Chef's N-O Indy. Um, our, we just have Chef's Night Off Indy on Facebook. Um, my personal Instagram, which I post personal stuff and chestnut off is uh soy underscore underscore chorizo <laughs> mine's simple it's just chef craig baker hey there you go i'm plain <laughs> not very creative <laughs> that's good it's easier for people to remember too you know <laughs> I, I always like it uh that is jay listen you can find me at horsepoaching.com <laughs> completely legal <laughs> completely legal and completely free. Um, yeah. We got some lawsuits out. So, Zach Rome, if you haven't yet, definitely get a ticket for summer camp coming up August 25th, 26th, and 27th. I was going to hit the button, but I don't want to hit two songs at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You can also, uh, if you want to support us, you can follow our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Only three dollars for the uh, the lowest tier, which gets you uh, access to the entire after brunch archives. That's where Zach says all of his most controversial opinions. <laughs> Seriously, and uh, you know <laughs> you're gonna want to hear those. You're gonna hear what they say um, for the lawsuits. <laughs> what was the Juneteenth take that you had? Yeah, you had a hot well, Juneteenth. I mean, take. You're gonna have to tune in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, Andrew, always a pleasure. Craig, very nice meeting you. And uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, don't sleep on Chef's Night Off. Go get them tickets. Get them. Bye-bye. <laughs>